SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide, leading the conversation. on the viewpoint. President Cyril Ramaphosa unveiled his government's new six-pronged plan to tackle the high rate of youth unemployment during his SONA address. But this approach, according to the DG Murray Trust, lacks the targeted policies needed to dramatically address the hidden crisis of learners dropping out of school. Mel Mansfield, Program Director of the Zero Dropout Campaign, who we have heard earlier on this year in this program. The fact of the matter is 44% of unemployed young people have not completed grade 12, adding to their struggle of finding a decent job. She now says we need targeted policies to address the high-level factors fueling the dropout rate, but we have yet to see a comprehensive multi-stakeholder approach from the national government. On the phone, she is. Two and a half minutes you have before the ad break. Unpack that particular point that you have addressed and why you feel as though the state of the nation falls short of critical indicators. Good evening, Mo. Good evening, Sengezo, and thank you for having me. Um, You know, it's very clear that the state of the nation positioned youth unemployment as a key, you know, issue that we need to address as a country. What we do know is that, as you said, 44% of young people who don't have a matric are unemployed. And it is more likely for you to have better pathways into an educational facility, including TVEC, or into a job space if you do have a matric certificate. We know our systems currently are not accommodating learners who are not making it to their matric year, and yet 40% of learners who start school don't complete school. Now, if we really wanted to address the unemployment issue within our country, we would have targeted uh, policies that look at how do we keep young people in school and make them successful in school. If we're wanting to ensure that learners are starting school and that they are leaving with something valuable enough for them to be able to navigate their lives, we need to do so intentionally. Currently, we have no way of even tracking learners through school and calculating dropouts. So there's no accurate figure from DBE or anywhere else that can tell us what is the amount of learners that are dropping out of school. We have to do a number of regressions with, you know, statistics that have a number of holes in them because the way in which we're collecting data is not sufficient enough for us to be able to say with confidence that this is the amount of learners that entered the school today and this is the amount of them that, that exited in uh, 12 years later. And that in itself is a, a huge indictment on our education system because it shows us that there's no intention to keep our learners within the school space and to educate them to the point where they leave school with a grade 12 um, and, and are able to enter, you know, into a different space. A second part of what, you know, the, the State of the Nation address was about was talking about TVETs, building more TVETs, and, you know, mm. using that three-stream vocational training approach with learners in the FET space. What we know currently, though, is that the TVET spaces aren't really accommodating our learners, especially the ones that leave school with ultimately. Research shows us that only about 1% of, of learners within the TVET space have less than a metric um, qualification. So in itself, for the way the system is set up currently, it's not geared at helping those learners um, gain a pathway to a different skill or vocational training if they don't manage to succeed in school. We need to have targeted policies that address that and fix that before we try to implement more TVET. We need to make sure that the current TVET system actually works. And we also need to make sure that the learners who enter school are able to stay there. So we need to know who they are, what the challenges are that they are facing, why they are coming up, because these look different in different contexts. 
Before you get to the third point, I'm going to sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, Mel. Before you get to the third point, we have to go to the news break. We will continue this discussion, of course, after the break. Those who wish to participate in education and unemployment, your state of the nation address as delivered by President Ramaphosa. Are you happy as a young person, as a parent, are you happy with what the President says will be ways to increase the education outcomes and to tackle the rising youth unemployment? 891 We look forward to your thoughts together with those of Merle Mansfield, head of Zero Dropout Campaign at the DG Murray Trust. It's 21 hours. It's time for news. On the Viewpoint. Indeed, thank you to everybody who has participated in the first hour of The Viewpoint. My name is indeed Songez Omabekle. We have moved the conversation from the first, which was one with Bule Mabe, Malusi Mbumluana, Justice Albi Sachs, and Bishop Malusi Mbumluana, I beg your pardon, as well as Mr. Bule Mabe, the racial tension in South Africa following the utterances, the defense, and the withdrawal of at the relevant points, F.W.D. Clerk and F.W.D. Clerk Foundation in relation to apartheid and whether or not it was indeed a crime against humanity. Lots of you had lots to say. Unfortunately, we couldn't get through to all, but we got through to some and we appreciate their comments. Mel Mansfield, who is the head of the Zero Dropout campaign at the DG Murray Trust, is responding to President Ramaphosa's SONA address, in particular the question of education and, and unemployment and the government's plan of a new six-pronged approach to tackle the rate of youth unemployment from the State of the Nation address. There were two issues that Merle had raised. She was about to raise a third one. After the third one, the lines are open, 891 You were saying, Merle, the third point is? Yes, Angezo. So, you know, the first issue being tracking of learners, the second issue getting TVET right and making sure that FET space is, is, you know, corrected and helps learners transition. But thirdly, that we really need to start thinking of education differently and educational success differently. So currently we, we, we use our metric pass rate as the only real indicator of how well we're doing. We wait 12 years to decide whether or not, you know, a learner is successful, which is, you know, a really long time to have with a learner and not use it to make sure that we fill all their gaps, that they get all the um, requirements they need, that they come out with a metric certificate, yes, and with more. Um, and, and not only to make sure that our schools are pushing out learners and getting them a trick, but that it actually means something. So is the pass a quality pass? Or is it just the amount of learners that are passing? How many of those learners that do pass actually go on into university um, and, or, or into a different space and are studying or doing something else? Um, or is it just that we want to get learners through the system? Um, and I think it's important that we start thinking about where we are measuring. Is it only at that grade 12 year? Where else do these measures need to be in place? Because we know that, you know, learners who are 10 years old can't read for meaning. About 78% of them can't read for meaning in any language. So we, we let all of those learners slip through our fingers and the few that make it symmetric, we celebrate. Um, but we have a, a, a huge loss of learners who are going into the job market with, you know, un- unemployable, who don't have the skills they need to be successful and or to reach any other training programs that might be available for them. And so it's important that we think of these three things and if we can get that right, we can start doing something differently and we give our learners a better opportunity, you know, to keep the grip on, um, on, on, on education and on the opportunity that the education affords them. 
As a basis of the conversation, I just am going to ask you to repeat what are the three points that the Zero Dropout campaign housed within the DG Murray Trust questions in the light of the SONA address by the President in terms of tackling education issues and unemployment, which hopefully those three points will be those at zero eight at at oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven. Our callers will then be able to respond to quickly, please Mo. Fantastic. So the first one being, you know, just really having an accurate number for dropout. So in our country currently, there's accurate no national numbers. task force. Yeah, there's no accurate, there's no task force, there's no framework for dropout, and there's no way of measuring dropout. So we're not actually tracking dropout in, in our schools at all nationally. So Excellent. Second point. The, the second point is about getting CVET right. So the president spoke about having a three-stream vocational education approach in the FET phase and building new FET colleges. But we know currently that's not operational and not working very well. And making sure that we can vision those learners who don't have a metric or who aren't have the academic capacity, you know, to complete metric, to go into a different space and attain that skill. So what is the bridge and what is how are we filling that sure. gap? Because currently Three. that's there. And then the third point is really looking at where else are we measuring educational success and the, and the success of DBE. Is it only the metric pass rate that we're looking at? What are the other measures that are holding schools and DBE accountable for the work that we're doing within the education space and for our learners? Let me engage you on point two because this is something which is quite close to my heart, TVET colleges. Mm-hmm. At their heart, they fulfill, I would even posit, a far greater function than your established and traditional public universities because mm-hmm. more people will access or should access your TVET colleges than should, say, your established universities because of the skills required in this country, because of the social dynamics that pertain into this country, because of spatial planning and access to centers of training, because of just at a very basic level even the need for one to be sufficiently skilled so that when a light bulb is out, they now don't have to call somebody to do that. So from your basic household work, to greater community work, TVET colleges are great. And especially for South Africa's social conditions, they are great that they be taken to where, for instance, what President Ramaphosa refers to as these six new TVET colleges being placed in the rural areas, in the outskirts, where the people are, where, if you like, the poverty, the education discrepancies and the unemployment really is the currency. That, however is coupled with a whole host of other issues. I know what they are. You know what they are. Let's talk to what typically a functional TVET college system should look like, even with South Africa and its problems. What should the TVET college system look like when you consider the fact that even at a basic level of artisan skills that are required in this country, we are not proving to be equal to that, and we've got so much money being pumped into these systems? Talk to us about the value of TVET systems thus. Yeah, so so currently the issue of access is still a big thing when it comes to TVET. Um, as I said earlier, we know that research shows that only 1% of TVET students have less than a metric. So... The issue of TVET still discriminating against learners who apply to enroll within the institutions. They're looking for learners who have the metric already because they're more likely to succeed. Um, and also learners who have the metric in complete school are also more likely to apply. So the issue of accessing the space in itself 
um, it becomes difficult. The second part of it is navigating the space. So, you know, in our work, we've recently been looking at um, what, how easy it is to apply for a TVET course and understand what EQS level you'll receive for the different courses that there is and what needing to do to perhaps, you know, make up a metric or full different parts of, of skills that you're hoping to attain. And many of these things are not very explicit. And it's not very clear. If you think of somebody being in grade 9 or grade 10 and trying to navigate the system on their own, it can be very taxing and extremely overwhelming. And having the resources to do that in itself is hard. You know, uh, so, so things, things around making that transition very easy for, uh, for a young person to be able to go into that space is, is, is important. But another important aspect around the TVET issue is, you know, the thinking and the connotation around skills development, the skills training, vocational training, there still seems to be some kind of, you know, regard for it or seemingly feeling if it's not as valuable or as significant as getting a university degree or going into a university institution, which, you know, is really not um, the right way of thinking about it and really not, you know, valuable for, for the South Africans and the young people in South Africa that could really use these skills to go and better their lives and actually create a space for themselves in which they are very successful and they are able to do this and be economically active you know, in, in our country. And so I think we need to stop talking about getting that right. Also, where TVs are located, it's not always in the spaces where, you know, learners are able to access them quite easily. So this is issue of geographical systems, which we spoke about, and we have very few of them in the country. So not enough to cover the whole, you know, need that we have. And so the increase of them is great, but then we need to make sure that we, the function is also there. And so that we can force gaps that currently exist, that we know exist. Um, and make sure that we do that correctly. Final comments and calls, please. 891 Mill Mansfield, head of the Zero Dropout campaign at the DG Murray Trust, is on the line tackling the question of education and unemployment, noting, at least in the context of DG Murray Trust's view, discrepancies in the State of the Nation address of President Ramaphosa. A question to you, Mill, in the light of the discussion. Okay, perhaps let, let's go to a couple of calls, please. Anonymous in KZN and Willie in Christiana, please. Your contributions, 2115. Hello. Anonymous. Good evening. And, uh, good evening to you, Sangiso, and to your guests as well. I just want to give an input here. I don't know if it will be recognized. Um, uh, that, you know, we have the Department of Manpower in every area. So I'm just wondering if we can use the Department of Manpower to do the assessment of each and every unemployed person, but they have to, they have to register with the Department of Manpower so you know the number of people are uh, registered with the Department of Manpower and they can assess uh, the relevant persons and to see their qualifications and to see um, uh, their abilities and some of them got di- diplomas and degrees and mm. they don't have a job and some people uh, to see their uh, take into consideration uh, their abilities and uh, they uh, uh, what standard uh, or what grade they have completed or dropped out of school, see their curriculum, if they, they're intelligent, put them back to school or, 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 or put the uh, People that are weak, weaker, but capable of working with their hands, they're good with their hands. That's why you need a very good assessor to assist the individual, right? But the Department of Manpower will be ideal to open a file for each and every individual. So you can have an idea of uh, how many people that are unemployed in Mm -hmm. each and every area. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your You're call, welcome. Anonymous, calling us in KZN. Some prudent opportunities that could possibly be unlocked by that. Willie and Christiana, your thoughts and comments, please, to Mel Mansfield. Thank you. Thank you, Sunday. Look, Sunday. 
we've been we've been complaining in fact bringing up points such as such as such as uh, foreign nationals being being hired you see being given the jobs uh, uh whilst our local people such as mm-hmm. the same grade 12 and, and so on at the company not being hired and then i remember talking about the quota you see you find the same foreign nationals on the radio stating openly that really yes when coming to the companies you find companies hiring us foreign nationals more foreign nationals than than the South Africans. it's a big problem so we have to start it there you see thank you very much Thank you so much, Ndade Willi and Christiana. Your comments in reply to those two calls, Mill, before we then wrap up the conversation? Um, firstly, just to say that, you know, the issue of registering unemployed um, young people is, you know, many NGOs, there are many NGOs who do that, and other departments that also do that, and, and, and young people register, but without the prospect of placement, because there isn't space to put them. Um, and, and if many young people don't have, for example, the vocational skill that is required in the absent job and, and the company doesn't want to train them, it still leaves them um, kind of, you know, left. There, there isn't a space to put them. And many young people, if you listen to another organization that's been working on this, listening to young people's voices is youth capital. And they've been speaking about young people saying, you know, we go to these state engagements, people are talking to us and telling us their plans, and then they give us five minutes to answer questions or ask mm. questions and then it's done. Um, so, you know, what is it that young people want and what is it that they can do? And we need to start having that conversation so that we can really get to the root of the issues and the causes for unemployment. And then the second part of, of the comment looking at um, foreign national and foreign national employment, I think that, you know, we actually have quite progressive policies within our country. And one of it is, you know, the Employment Equity Act that looks at employment equity in companies and every registered company in our country is required to main- and mandated to actually maintain the employment equity, which, you know, clearly asks companies to discriminate against white males and foreign nationals specifically so that we ensure that black South Africans um, get, you know, the opportunities first. And so I think we also need to think about whether companies are doing that and if they're not, that we, we take them to task and hold them accountable. But the, the key thing I want to say is that even if we have all of those programs, it touches on, you know, the problem essentially because uh, we are then trying to solve the already number of people that are unemployed. We need to be thinking of what's causing this unemployment, what's driving unemployment, where are our young people and what are we doing in school to ensure that they are employable by the time they leave school. And this is the important part that is missing from our sonar. We're talking about putting patches on the symptomology of a problem that actually has very clear root causes. Dropout, educational success and the educational attainment of our young people and our schooling system is where the crisis lies and begins. And if we don't do anything to, to act, you know, to end dropout, we will continue to have uh, unemployment crisis, you know, in our country. Seems like you have your work cut out, don't you? Say again? <laughs> it seems like you have your work cut out. Indeed. And, you know, we have a very ambitious vision of at least making a dent and halving the rate of dropout by 2030. And we'd like to encourage the nation to get involved. You know, please go to our website, our Facebook page, see how you can get involved, read our publication and see what research has shown around dropout and the issues that our young people are facing and our schools are facing. And there's so much we can do in our own spaces at home, you know, to help um, you know, reduce the issue and, and, and really bring the spotlight to the issue so that the national government can start thinking about the plan, the framework, the work that needs to go into actually addressing this problem. 
Mel Mansfield, thank you so much for your time. DG Murray Trust Zero Dropout Campaign Head. Let's take a quick ad break, folks, before we have a conversation now which is consistent with what we normally do. Health on Monday. South Africans are not using condoms. Dr. Bulumko Fuchana of the Beyond Zero program, he is the program director there, together with Ms. Nelisi Wetlope. She is a cluster programs manager for KZN Gauteng and Limpopo at the Seoul City Institute to have a conversation about sexual behavior in South Africa in the light of still sexually transmitted disease. Bulumko Fuchana, Nelisi Wetlope, after the break.